This week on a brand new episode of Strong Arm Sports Podcast. Officials, I know they got a hard job, man. Somebody going to come hit our comment section of Paris and they going to say, you guys should try being a ref. Climbing up skyscrapers and cleaning the windows, that's a difficult job. I'm not saying I could do it better than the person who got that job. But if I'm on the 50th floor and the smudge is on the window, I ain't got to be a genius to realize whoever cleaned it did a bad job of it. We supposed to be the losers, but we win it, no. They used to laugh at us, now we win it, no. They used to tell me never in my lifetime. I guess they wasn't in their right mind, underdog. What's going on, folks? Welcome to a brand new exciting episode of Strong Arm Sports Podcast, the realest sport podcast in all the land. True. I'm talking about in all the land. True. Man, this is our job. We come through here and we wrap up the previous week in sports and we bring it to you guys in dramatic fashion. No BS, no sugarcoating, and no biases, just the strong arm truth. This happens to be your first time watching our show on YouTube or listening to it on any of our various podcast avenues. I'm one half of the show. I go by the name of K Spade, the prospect. And I'm your boy, the Paris 57, and together we form Strong Arm Sports Spade. Yes, sir. Spade, we got a great show for these guys today. I feel, Spade, I don't know. You know, sometimes you get in that, you get in that comfort zone, and I feel like Strong Arm Sports has finally entered that comfort zone. Our last couple of shows has been, um, all our shows are great, but our last couple of shows, I feel like we in our prime. I feel like we like, Oh, we've been on fire, bro. Now I'm feeling good. I got a great couple of topics, baby. We want to start in the NFL. You good with that, bro? We got to start in the NFL every show. Yeah, man. I, I, I love the NFL. The NFL is the best league out there. We, we, you know what? We'll talk about that another day. Spade, I'm starting in the NFL. We're going to take it up to my neck of the woods. We're taking it to New York. We're going to talk about these Giants, man. If you guys didn't know. The Giants suspended Eli Apple for conduct detrimental to the team. Not only was he suspended a few times this year, but Spade, it's been some issues inside that locker room. Landon Collins even said, like, it wasn't, you know, usually teammates would put that anonymous quote out. Nah, Landon Collins said, put my name on it. Landon Collins came out and said, Eli Apple is a cancer. It's a cancer to the team. I mean, we only heard that. Not necessarily from a teammate, but we heard people call Terrell Owens a cancer. You know, media, per, you know, media uh, people called Terrell Owens a cancer to a locker room. We heard that for, from a couple of people. We heard that from Randy Moss. I mean, we heard that about Randy Moss in his Oakland days. Not not so much so in Minnesota and with the Patriots, but we did hear that from um, about Randy Moss in his Oakland days. It's rare that you hear a teammate put his name on it and be like, man, this guy's a cancer. He don't need to be here. Spade, I got a question for you. Yes. Uh, is that is that right for Landon Collins to come out and say? And what's going to happen with Eli Apple? Like they just they just drafted this guy. Like this guy was a hot pick. Should they cut ties now? Like is he bad morale? Like is the morale bad with Eli Apple in there? Talk to your boy. I think they might have to. It's crazy. Obviously, I, I don't know you know much about this guy. I know that his mom kind of became a bit of a star after he was drafted. I know she's very yeah. forthcoming with her opinion. And I imagine, you know, the apple probably don't fall too far from the tree. So she's real free in what she says and how she feels. And he probably does the same. But the thing that really makes my ears perk up about it, Landon Collins has been, I mean, he's been like the perfect teammate as far as what we get from his teammates and members of the media since he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. And no, it, we've never seen anything like this from Landon Collins. Never heard him call out another player 
let alone a, a teammate. So I feel like if Landon Collins feels strong enough about this to come out and say, look, this guy's a cancer, it was another issue. I was actually looking for it when you was talking. It was another issue where somebody on the team, and it may have been Landon Collins, somebody said, that I, I spoke with Eli Apple about this, something, something. And Eli Apple came back and said, well, we didn't have a conversation. I never, you know, we never even had that conversation. Mm -hmm. And whoever it was, and once again, I think it was Landon Collins said, well, I guess maybe. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, he said, well, I, sure I guess was. he don't listen. I guess he's got a problem listening because we definitely had this conversation. So I don't know if the young man is just feeling himself. I don't know if the losing, and everybody knows losing affects people differently. That's why it's tough for you to evaluate people when everything is all pretty. Like, we all great people when we win in and everything in life is going yep. perfect. The real measure of a man is how thing, how he react when things go bad. And I'm telling you, man, they said that, like, him being suspended for behavior detrimental to the team, this ain't his, it's his first suspension that I know of, but it's not mm -hmm. his first issue with his behavior. They said he yelling at coaches, like, I don't know, man. It might it might be an issue. And at this point, man, you the Giants, y'all bad anyway. So ain't nobody on that team so valuable that you feel like you're going to stick with them. If it is, that person is Landon Collins. I had him in my top five safeties. I didn't have Eli Apple in my top five cornerbacks. That's a no-brainer. Landon Collins, to me, is, if, if not one, I will say the best player on that defense, if not one of them. Definitely. I mean, you know, you can argue, we can say Olivier Vernon, Pierre Paul, whoever. Right. But he's definitely one of the one of the three top players on that defense. Definitely a stud, a young player. We had him very high on our uh, on our safety list. And I mean if 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 you're a superstar, I, I would I would consider Landon Collins a star. If you're a superstar player, come on and say this guy's a cancer, then I feel like you gotta you gotta let him go. See if you can Get some trade bait. I mean, he hasn't been Eli Apple hasn't been tearing it up on the field when you could be like, "Yo, we cannot lose this guy." Right now, whether you believe that he's a, I mean, he got drafted high. Whether you believe he's a top talent or not, you just cannot have that morale. So that if 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 Landon Collins came out and said that, you gotta believe that's how a spade up. If I say something strong on sports, more nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, me and you have had, had a conversation about our show. If, if we was to just have a sponsor and it's Something and then people be like, "Whoa, that, that's their sponsor." I wonder how spadeful about that. Nine times out of ten, I done talk to you about this sponsor. Like, yo, you 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 good with this? So before Landon Collins came out and said this guy's a cancer, I'm pretty sure he talked to other teammates. Like, yo, what's up with this guy? And I'm pretty sure other guys feel that way as well. Mm -hmm. The crazy thing is, like you said, the giant the Giants has you know they haven't been good. They uh, not only did they suspend uh, Land um Apple. Eli Apple. But earlier in the year, they suspended Jack Rabbit. They 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 suspended a bunch of people on that defense. The only the only thing that's been there all year has been Landon Collins. He's the leader of that defense, in my opinion. And I feel like I feel like you got to cut bait with Eli Apple, man. And I know they drafted him high. I feel like you got to put him on the block, get a, get a change of scenery, see if you can get something in return. The create the bad thing about that is when these NFL teams they know they know like you got to move them. They kind of, they, you know, they're going to try and lowball you. Maybe you get a six, seventh round pick. They try to lowball you when, when Landon, you know, especially when Eli Apple was a hot, hot pick. Mm -hmm. but Landon Collins then came out and said this, said he's a cancer to the team. I feel like, I feel like you got to cut bait, babe. You got to cut agree. bait. You got to cut bait. I mean, I guess I'm going to ask you this right here before we move forward. Do you feel like, right. I mean, you're not saying I wouldn't, but are you writing them off? I mean, he's still super young, so. 
Maybe uh, maybe in another see, situation I, I, he can kind of live up to it, some it, of that drive height. A change of scenery. I, I I keep speaking about a change of scenery. Sometimes a change of scenery help people out, and I think it, I think Eli Apple definitely needs a change a, a, a change of scenery because whatever is going on in that Giants locker room, it is not working out. He got to get out of there. They got to let him go. They need to they need to trade him before the draft. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's still so young. That's what I was going to say. Like, I, I don't think I, I'm trying to remember back to his rookie year. I don't think it was outstanding, but I don't think it was terrible. And he definitely didn't have teammates saying that he was a cancer and he wasn't being suspended and he wasn't yelling happened, at coaches. Man. So the losing, I, I got to I gotta tack it to the losing. Maybe it's not that, but it's the only thing I see over there with the Giants. They're a terrible team. Let's move forward, though, if you're good with that. Uh, yeah, let's get it. You're talking about one team. You said this is up in your area because close to where you live. But this this next topic is really close to your area because I want to talk about your team. I'm talking about the Dallas oh, so Cowboys. So we just picking on my area. So uh, we just right picking on my are. area this whole show. Right. Look, I want you to feel important. Listen, man. I don't know if you know this or not, LaParis, but uh, ain't gonna be no postseason for y'all. Did you know that? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not even. I'm not even joking. Dolphins do. How the Dolphins do this year, Spade? Nah. I, <laughs> listen, bro. You so you so defensive. I'm asking the question. You, you asked so, me a question. Listen, you're so defensive. This is my segment. Relax. Don't be so defensive. Okay. I'm not. I'm not attacking I'm you. Just asking a You're question, bro. Attack. All I want you to know is you guys won't be going to the playoffs. Now that was determined. In Who a the tough... Dolphins playing in the playoffs, bro, mate? Listen, I'm just that asking. That was determined during a hard fought game against the Seattle Seahawks. It's what happened after the game that caught everybody off guard. I mean, we didn't really expect y'all to beat the Seahawks. Y'all really haven't been playing that good. So... I did. I did. If okay. Dads can catch, wow. if Dads can catch, wow. Cowboy fans, they turn on Nate. Oh, they got Jarvis Landry drop a pass. I'm still right there cheering them on, and that's why Dolphin fans are better. But Jarvis anyway, Landry, let me get on my topic, Jarvis man. Landry catching uh-uh. two-yard drags. Let me get on my topic. Bro, it's what happened after that game. They had everybody scratching their ears. So if you don't know this, man, all pro safety, one of the top safeties in the league, Earl Thomas, came to yep. the Dallas Cowboys locker room after the game. Now, that's not that strange because everybody know he and Dez Bryant are friends. All right? So he go over there. I guess he's going to talk to Dez Bryant. And head coach Jason Garrett was a little cautious about letting Errol Thomas in the locker room. First of all, them Cowboys over there licking their wombs. They just got beat. And that's womb with a B, not D, womb. <laughs> they licking their womb. And... Uh, Garrett, Garrett was kind of like, you know, what the hell you want? I don't know why you over here. And he told me, he said, Garrett, if y'all get a chance, come get me. And then he, he went in and, of course, he said that he told Dez Bryant, you know, good game and he love him, whatever, whatever. But everybody heard this man tell Jason Garrett, look, if y'all can, come get me. So, of course, the microphone was thrown in his face and people wanted to know, like, what was up with that? And he said, look, man, I, I want to be here. But when they kick me to the curb, and who knows what's going on behind the scenes, for him to talk like that, mm-hmm. he might know something we don't know. You know what I'm saying? He said, I want to be here, but when they kick me to the curb, I-, I want the Cowboys to come get me. I grew up a Cowboys fan. That's the only other place I would want to play other than here. LaParis, I'm going to ask you, and I know you biased because the Cowboys is your team. You all right with this? Spade, I'm all right with this. You know, oh the God. crazy thing is, Spade, Spade. Oh my God! Can, can I talk? You just talk uh, for ten minutes. Go ahead. Can I? Can I talk? Spade, I'm alright with this because you you want to know what's crazy? We already know it was some tension between Earl Thomas and Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. Something going on there, but we seen these guys. We seen the Seattle Seahawks fight amongst each other on the sideline numerous times. Yeah, yeah. Numerous times. 
I feel like now it's like starting to escalate. Not to mention that I mean, you've been you've been banging you've been banging the Canada on the Seahawks for the past couple of weeks, saying they are not the same team. So you that. add that among. I mean, they still could make the playoffs right now. They still in the hunt, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, but they, you've been banging the Canada, saying they're not the same. Say it again. Yeah, they they look like they got they going. It looks like. Yeah, I mean, they, I think they got they definitely got to win this 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 week coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And they need some help, if I'm not mistaken. But Spade, you've been banging the Kansas saying it's not the same team. They don't have that, uh, you know, they've been dealing with some injuries. I don't have a problem where Earl Thomas saying, yo, if I don't want to play here, if, I mean, if they don't want me here, then I, I I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem going there. I want them to come get me. I don't have a problem with that. We've seen, we seen owners get fined for going to uh, holler at players while they were still under contract. But as soon as a player do it, Oh my gosh! Everybody is up in arms. He got a lot of nerve. He's still under the he's still under contract with the Seattle Seahawks. He got a lot of nerve doing that. Man, owners do that. Owners, GMs. We see Magic Johnson get fined like half a mil for going to talk to Paul First George. Ball, and and uh, uh-uh. don't do that to Magic. Leave Magic out of this. Magic innocent. He's somewhere I'm, smiling right now. He's spit from it's it's I'm just I'm just spitting facts. I don't have a problem with Earl. So I'm saying, yo, if they don't want me in Seattle. I'm gonna go be a cowboy. So I told him if they if if I'm a free agent, y'all come get me if y'all can. I don't have a problem with it. LaPair. You might say I'm being biased, but I'm you not. You are definitely being biased, and I'm disappointed in you. This is like the third week in a row. Now you say in the last few weeks the show been on fire. Maybe the show been on fire because you just been on something crazy for like three weeks in a row. This shit is not okay. And you know it's not okay. If you well, one of the other saying. members of his team, you his teammate, and you know, I, I know people don't like they when don't we get along make, anyway. No, they don't get along anyway. No, it don't matter. I know people don't like when we make the comparison between sports and like uh, armed forces or military. But these guys are like soldiers, and, and and those teammates they gotta go to war with this guy for the rest of this season. He's still playing? No, no, no. You this guy don't the sound like they won he's the game. mentally checked in. LaParis, you would not be all right with that if you was his teammate and you know it. After the game, first of all, both teams out there fighting for a damn playoff spot. The team that you souping up for was able to get the win. You go to the losing team's locker room and ask them to get you? That's not all right. And Earl knows it's not all right. And I'm going to tell you another thing, another reason why I got a problem with it. If him and Dez Bryant is such friends, you know what he could have did? Hit Dez on his phone. He could have texted Dez and say, look, talk to Coach Garrett. Let him know, man. I don't know if I'm going to be here next year. If I'm a free agent, i like to be there with y'all. Even though that's still shady as hell, at least give a damn enough to put some smoke and mirrors around it. Don't just walk out there and blatantly disrespect your whole team with all the cameras watching and all the microphones on and ask the team you just beat Spade, to pick you up. disrespecting that's, each other publicly for bro, the past couple of weeks. Bro, that's not all right. And you, so just keep doing it? Spade, they, so just keep doing it. I mean, it, it, hashtag Team Patty. If you're going to be petty. Wow. They, that's they, not all right. Spade, they've been being petty. That's not all Spade, right, bro. Have they not, that's not all right. Let me ask you. Have they not been being petty bro, for like the not past all right. three weeks? That's not all right, and you Spade, know it. Have they not been being petty for like the past three weeks? This takes it further than anything else you could possibly name. Like, I draw the line at this. That's going too far. That's too far, of though. Of course you would. That's too far. I wouldn't want no teammate of mine doing that. That's terrible. That's the, Earl knows that. He knows. Spade, he knows. That's terrible. I can't Spade, believe when you. When y'all sign, if he wanted to go to any other team than the Cowboys, you'd be saying that's wrong. still under contract. Y'all ain't go over there and kind of purge. Bro, if he was doing this shit to any team other than the Cowboys, you would not be all right with it. That is wrong. That's not true. You, 
That's, that's wrong. not. That's not true. That's not true. That's why I don't that's really like to debate I'm with not, Cowboys. Fans I got a job to do. And fans I don't like that you saying that my that I'm being biased. I got a job to do. Wow, that is not true. That's terrible. He could have. He could have said this to the Dolphins. Y'all already got six safeties. I, wow. You know what? So you're just <laughs> gonna be on troll mode for a whole nother show. Look, it's anybody great. listening to the show, watching the show, dead, please right. put your feedback in the ain't comments like he said, uh, Ain't like he said, I hate Seattle. He said, if I'm not here, I want to go there. Actually, that's what he told the media. What he told Jason Garrett was, please come get me. That's what he said. And that's not all right. Walking around in the damn Seahawks uniform, all in the Cowboys locker room to my please come get me. When the- now you care so much about the Seahawks. He I from- just care about Spade. right, bro. It's Spade, right you and it's wrong said, and that's you wrong. You just said that Earl Thomas played college ball at Texas. Yeah. Probably grew up a Cowboy fan. Yeah. We, heard, we, heard LeBron, we heard LeBron say numerous times, like, yo, I, I, wanna, I wouldn't mind playing for L.A. and all that crap. I've never heard LeBron say that. We heard LeBron say, I would, I would, I would want to play with the banana book. Banana Boat Boys before it's all over. We I, heard that. I've never heard him say Banana Boat Boys ever. Spay, you know what I mean. Carmelo, Paul. Well, stop misquoting Wade. the king. Don't misquote the king. He ain't never said nothing about no come, damn Banana only Boat one Boys. King and that's God. What only one king and that's God. What else you got? Let's move on. Spay, we want to stay. We want to stay in the NFL, and we got to talk about James Harrison joining the New England Patriots. Now, if you guys didn't know. James Harrison put out a, a long extended message, put out a long extended message of, you know, what, what, what was really going on behind the scenes with the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you guys didn't know, James Harrison said that before he re-signed with the Steelers, he said, I want to know that I'm going to be a part of this team. Uh, uh, I'm going to know that I'm going to get playing time. And the Steelers told him, allegedly, the Steelers told him, yeah, you're going to be on the field. You're going to, you know, we still want you playing with us. And James Harden said none of that came into fruition. And James Harden has been continuously James asking for his release. He's been asking for his release. And he finally, he finally received his release. And he joined the New England Patriots. Now, it's been a couple of Steelers, uh, notably Pouncey, came out and said that his, all his Steelers, uh, all his his Steelers legacy is ruined because he went over there and joined the New England Patriots. Spade, I want to know how do you feel about James Harrison joining the New England Patriots, and I also want to know how do you feel about Pouncey's comments about James Harrison. Well, I mean, before I even read James Harrison's comments, I already had a, a pretty strong feeling about it. I mean, James Harrison is is he not forty? I think he's forty. Is he forty? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Add another year. Don't add another year. My bad. 39 years old. Anybody who's ever seen this dude knows his training regimen is insane. Super strong guy. Goes hard. Yeah, he's getting older, but everything he can control as far as his body and the shape he keeps himself in, he hasn't dropped off in that at all. And Mm -hmm. he said that he came back because he wanted to play. And in Mm -hmm. the Steelers' defense, T.J. Watt kind of showed up he looked really good. They decided to go with him over Harrison, and Harrison respected that and said, well, I want to be released. And he said he was denied and denied and denied. Before I knew any of that, I said, hey, that man want to play. The only reason why a 39-year-old athlete still does all the stuff required for you to play at the professional level, which if you know anything about sports, you know your body takes a beating even when you're not mm-hmm. in the games. 
He said that he requested not to do any of like the the uh, training stuff if he wasn't going to play. He told him, look, if I'm not going to play, I'm older. I need to take care of my body. I don't want to run around, do three days and two days if I'm not going to play. And they kept telling him, you're going to play, you're going to play, you're going to play. And this is his side of the story, of course. As far as him leaving, going to the Patriots, I don't have a problem with it. The Patriots kind of got some injuries over there. They need some backers. Mm -hmm. And this is what the Patriots do. They've always been this right. team. Anytime you throw your scraps away and you don't want them, they that got to come get something up out your trash can and be like, oh, I can use this. And you can't get mad when they shine that shit up and slap it on the side of their car and you see them riding down the street mm -hmm. with some mess you just threw away. That's what the Patriots do. Now all of a sudden the Steelers are talking about this man's legacy. One of the, them pouncy dudes is crazy anyway. They both a little bit wow. crazy. We already know that. But for him to say that this guy has tarnished his whole legacy because he went to the Patriots? You mean sitting on y'all bench, sitting in street clothes, ain't going to tarnish his legacy? Just sitting there looking like he old and washed and not good enough to make it on the field? I don't have a problem with it. I disagree with Pouncey's comments. I've seen still a fans upset with him. They're idiots too. Anybody who's mad at James Harrison on this situation, check yourself. That man want to play? Let him play. Let him go play. If y'all not playing him, let's... It's, it's like a girl that don't want you, but she don't want nobody else to have you. Look, if y'all don't want James Harrison, let to that say man that, go. It's crazy. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. This, this, this still is a... They're 100% wrong. First 100%. and foremost... He asked before the season, am I going to get an opportunity to be on the field? Y'all said, yeah. If, 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 if he, he said, if he would have knew the things that, you know, what was going on during the season, if that he wasn't going to play, he would have never signed there anyway. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, it's crazy because the Steelers wasn't even this mad space. The Steelers fans and the Steelers players, I, I don't even want to say all the players because Pouncey was the yeah, only one that, uh, not all of them. that I heard say something. But I don't even think they fans was that upset when James Harrison went and joined the Bengals, who is in a division that they played twice. So I, I don't understand. They they was okay. I felt like they was kind of okay with that because they thought James Har they thought James Harrison was washed. They thought he was washed. But James Harrison, the guy is a workout warrior. Like he is a machine. They don't call him Debo for nothing. This dude, this dude can lift your up, lift up your whole weight room. Mm -hmm. and, like. So, so Pouncey want to say that he tarnished his legacy by joining the Patriots. How about, what, what about the Steelers not honoring the man wishes and being like, you know what, James, we, we can't promise you that you're going to just keep it real with him. Like, keep it, we don't know if you're going to be on the field. We would like to have you back, but we don't know if you're going to be on the field. Why lie to the men and say, yo, yeah, you're going to get some playing time. And then making them dress for games and then not giving them one snap. Like, that's just... That's, that's tarnishing his legacy because it got him over there looking crazy. Got him looking James crazy. Harrison, you guys didn't know, gave away jersey, game-worn jersey cleats and everything a couple of weeks ago on his Instagram. And, and to the family that he gave him to, Spade, he invited him to the game. James Harrison didn't even get in the game. He didn't even play. So give that man, first of all, I don't think he tarnished his legacy. That man is definitely one, a still a great. He's a still a great. And him joining the Patriots... I mean, like like you said, this is what the Patriots do. And, I mean, who they expect him to go to? Jacksonville pretty much that. You think he's going to leave a Steeler team that's in the playoffs, can, about to compete for a ring, to go to uh, who? The Cowboys? That's, that's like, not in, in the play. Like, who y'all want him to sign with? He was released. Oh, Spade, not only was he released. he Look, look at the time he was released. It's one week left in the season. And like he got released week eight and could be like, okay, now I got options. 
And then if he would have signed with a team and they didn't make the playoffs, then that's something different. It's one week left. Of course, if he want to play, of course he's going to sign to a playoff team. I would. Of course. But they, I mean, I would too. Who right. You got to release a week before the season, the, the regular season is over. Who, he, who they want him to go sign with? The Browns? Come on, man. That's just dumb and it's selfish. And this is my problem. This is my problem with uh, with uh, s- certain players in the league because they want to blame all this crap on James Harrison, but their organization was the one that kind of did him dirty. They did him dirty. He said, if I would have knew I wasn't going to play, I wouldn't have signed here. He asked them before he put ink to the paper, am I going to be able to get playing time here? And they told him, yeah, they lied. So, yeah, I'm going somewhere else that needs some help that can compete for a ring. Why not? I don't have a problem with it at all. One more thing, and I don't want to hold this segment crazy long, but you know something else Harrison put in his report that kind of just was disrespectful to me? After his request repeatedly of, we all release me, release me, release me, and they would never release him, when they finally did release him, he said he didn't even get a phone call. He just showed up and his locker was cleaned out. That's how they told this Mm -hmm. guy with this legacy with your team. That's how they let him know he was released. Just cleaned out his stuff and didn't even give him a phone call. Hell yeah. Not only would I dip... I would definitely go to a um a, a playoff contender or a championship contender, and I would hope that I got a chance to play this Word. to put me on the bench and then let me play. Word. I would go right there. I, he he went exactly where I would go, and I hate the Patriots. You know how I feel about him. Me too. But if I'm James Harrison, I want to play. And if I can get a chance to kill two birds with one stone, play, and possibly get a chance to play the guys that didn't think I was good enough to even get on that field, sign me up for it. And anybody else on that team would do the same thing. I agree 100%. I agree. Let's talk some basketball, man. That last segment kind of got me fired up, and the fire would carry through this next segment. What? You good? <laughs> I'm great. Let's and get it. LaParis, if you got a joke, go ahead and share it with the stream. We want to hear it. No, 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 no. Go, Spade. Go. I'm going to save my thoughts for this segment. This is where I know you wanted to be. Because you don't know. Fired up, banging the cannon. First of all, you know. Listen, y'all. I know. In case you don't know, I have had LaParis. In the figure four leg lock and pick him game for so long. You know I'm what I'm back. saying? For so long. I'm and back. I had him. LaParis. LaParis, it's my segment. Take a playoff. I'm about to release you. I'm about to clean your locker room out. <laughs> Listen, guys, I had it this week too. In case y'all don't know, the pick him game. No, you didn't. You lost. In case you y'all don't lost. know, the pick him game was the Rockets versus the Celtics. First of all, when we when he came up with this pick him game, I asked him. Is Chris Paul going to be back? And he said, oh, oh, you scared. You need." He did that reverse psychology tactic. And I said, cool, give me. I don't, we don't need nobody else. Give me James Harden. What you mean? James you told Harden me the Rockets don't there. need Chris Paul. You said they got James James the beard Harden, the, the, the almost MVP of the league. Bro, what you don't mean? disrespect that man and call him no almost MVP. He's the player's He champ. is the almost He's MVP. The player's Has champ. he won the MVP? He Has was he won nominated MVP? MVP amongst his peers 2015. Look it up. That don't mean nothing amongst your peers. What? That don't mean nothing. Your peers, that they got nothing. a better... I- anyway, see? See how you trying to bait me? Let me ignore this guy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys was watching the game. I was watching the game, and the Rockets had a great first half with no CP3, who's always hurt. James Harden started to run out of gas. You can see it. He Top was pressing hard. In the league. Don't Bro, disrespect Chris Paul. be yourself quiet and let me talk to these people. <laughs> Marcus Smart is a troll. We already know this, man. He was grabbing James Harden. Whoa! Whoa, Spade! He was pushing. He was tugging. He was pinching. He was biting on that Mike Tyson stuff. He did everything he could do. 
and I got to give him some credit. He completely irritated the hell out of James Harden. He aggravated the mess out of him. And once the second half started, the Rockets' offensive production started to taper off, and Boston started to finally hit some shots. Things was going well. It was a colossal meltdown, if you want to call it that. A 26-point lead that the Rockets had started to diminish little bit by little bit by little bit. Till mm-hmm. it gets to where things got ugly. Let me tell you what happened. With a one-point oh. lead with seven seconds to go, the Rockets had possession of the ball. They probably didn't see the game, LaPera, so I'm going to just break it down if you don't mind. Go ahead and drink you some water. I know you got some water over there. Have a sip of your water. You sound parched. One-point <laughs> game with seven seconds to go. If you the Rockets, you got possession of the ball. You know who lead the league in free throws? James Harden. He, you know what I'm saying? He, he's not he missing fly. those. So you want to inbound the ball to James Harden. Marcus Smart is bear-hugging this man. At one point, I think he had his arms around him and he had clamped his legs around him like a little kid that's holding on to their mom. Come on, Spade. That, Come that's, on, bro. That's, look, bro, that's what I saw. Me and you ain't got the same cable company. I probably got better angles than you. You live well, in New you Jersey. Y'all ain't got the good stuff. My glasses, I, I Y'all ain't got bet. the good stuff. James Harden, in an attempt to free himself for the inbound, pushed off, which you do. It's a lot of jostling back and forth in the basketball game. If you don't know that, you need to start watching. And when he gave a little shove, Marcus Smart, the troll that he is, the flopping professional, the biggest flopper in the league, threw himself onto the doggone The biggest flopper in the league is James Harden. LaParis, I will edit you out of this segment and make it look like I'm talking to my damn self. Now, do you want to be a part (laughs) of this segment or not? Let me know. Because I'm getting good with my editing skills. I will put me in your seat and mine. I will talk to myself on this segment. It'll be two of me. And he fell on the court, and they called an offensive foul on James Harden. It was uh, another pretty bad call in a game full full of subpar officiating. At this point, James Harden's attitude level was high. He was pissed off, and that play right there gave up the lead. All right, Boston was able to score. I think they gave it to Al Horford. Al Horford got a little ugly-ass hook shot to go. Boom, they took a one-point lead. They tried to inbound the ball. James Harden was pissed at this point. He was pushing off before the inbound. You could see it building. Like, he was really upset. Marcus Smart, being the troll that he is, basically did the same thing. Did a better job in the second attempt of not actually grabbing James Harden. I don't know if James Harden was expecting Marcus Smart to grab him again or if he was just pissed off at this point. But he pushed off. Smart threw himself onto the, the court again and drew a second offensive foul call on James Harden, thus costing the Rockets the game. The biggest flopper in the league sold two flops with under 10 seconds to go. Two offensive foul called, two offensive fouls were called on an NBA superstar with under 10 seconds to go in the game. And I've never seen anything like that before in my life. I said on Twitter, the league gonna come back and say that those calls was incorrect. But the league. They've been throwing their damn referees up under the bus all season. This year, they decided, oh, we want to protect our referees. They came back and said, oh, referee got both of those calls correct. They did not get both of those calls correct. I don't even want to throw it to LaParis. I can tell he in troll mode. I don't like when I'm serious and I'm talking to somebody and they silly. It's a game. And then they just joking and stuff. I don't like that. So I'm not even going to throw it to him. I'm going to throw it to you guys. If you saw the game, give me your feedback. Do you feel like both calls was right? Both calls was wrong. One was right. One was wrong. Let me know how you feel about it. I think the second one really was on James Harden. The first one was a terrible call. LaParis, let's move on to the next segment. What you got? First and foremost, 
first and let's foremost, let's move on to the next both segment. Both those calls was right. This, it kind of reminded me of James Harden. As he was holding me. What you expect me to do? It was kind of just like that Gronk situation that no, we just talked about a few weeks ago. It didn't. No, it Second. wasn't. Yes, it was. Bro. He holding me. What you expect me to do? Grunk got frustrated and elbowed him. James Harden kind of threw an elbow. The first one, he kind of no threw an elbow. elbow. What are you talking about? Marcus Smart fell all the way on his back, man. Wow, bro. He I'm, fell all the way on his back. Serious? The second one, the second one was straight. Okay. The second one was straight blatant. But see, you want to blame this on the Rockets losing the, the game. I said the second one was but, an offensive foul. I said that. Spade, you want to blame these calls, these two little miniature little. calls. On the Rockets losing this game, they blew a 20-something point lead. This, they blew a 20-something point lead, Spade. They still was Come up. On, it was, they was almost they was up, up by one 30. point with seven seconds to go with the best free throw shooter in the league about to catch the inbound. Spade. It was in good shape. He was going to knock down Spade. both of those free throws. If, if, it was if a must-foul situation. You, me, Rockets would have been up three. They would have won the game. Spade, if me and you both know that Marcus Smart, it, 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 he goes for a troll mode and he flops. Then why would James Harden be doing all that? If we know it, clearly your boy know it, bro. Because they got five seconds to inbound. So if you if you clutching me, my man got five seconds. So can't to nobody inbound. else get the ball? I'm the best free throw can't shooter on the team. The I'm trying to get off of him and get the. What was he supposed to? Let me ask you this. What, can't, what can't nobody else get the ball, Spade? What, what? Who? Can't nobody else get the ball? It's other players on the court. Bro, he is the best free throw shooter. You get the Spade, best every, free throw Gordon, shooter. Eric Gordon is not a terrible free throw shooter, Spade. I didn't say, I, I never said the word terrible. See, this is the same thing that you just did to somebody else putting words in him out. So, if, LeBron so James, if you, you see Marcus Smart, the is, boat boys. If you see Marcus Smart is hugging James Harden like that, pass the ball to somebody else. He blatantly ran that dude over, Spade, twice. What else you got, bro? Twice. I'm not gonna do this with you because you're not serious. I can I, I hear the joke. Bro, I'm, dead, I'm dead ass, bro. I'm dead. He blatantly ran him over twice, babe. Bro, that first one was a blatant run over to you. He wasn't being yes, held babe, at he all. He ran him over. He wasn't yes. being held on the, the first one. Did, did he wasn't Marcus being held. Smart put something on it? Absolutely. But he blatantly ran him ran him over. Was babe. he not holding him on the first one? Spade, they all do that when it, when it's an inbound. And you know what? Everybody you know what else they all do? Inbound, they push to get off of it. That's the jostle. That's what they. That's how you get and they off got, of and, it. And, and James Harden got called for a foul, Spade. That's a terrible call. And I'm gonna take it a step further. No NBA superstar would have got whistled for an offensive foul on that. You never see. I bet you Steph would never get called on that. KD, Bron. You can go back. You ain't going to never see the end of a game an offensive foul called on Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Find me one. Link me to an offensive foul call with 10 seconds to go with another NBA superstar. Show me one. That's, that's about it. Is that why Show they lost me the one. game, Spade? Huh? Is that why they lost the game? Yes. They was up. That, nah. that, that took the lead from them. They was up. That's not why they lost. They lost because they blew a 20-something point lead. That's why they lost. Go ahead, bro. That's What's why this? they lost. They had, they had two or three. They had two or three assists the whole second half. Where was the offense at? And I, you asked me. You said, Spade. We talked about this game last week. You said they was going to score 117 points. You said the Rockets only scoring over under 100 points in the Paris. I said absolutely. Where was the offense, Spade? They had three assists. I tell you what, in the second was. half, or the two or three assists in the second half because it's been playing without your boy, who you had the audacity oh my to put See, in the now, top now five trolling. guards in the now league. Now trolling? Who? Not, I'm not trolling. What you mean? Those dudes was gas. Spade, you just told me they went like 15 offense, and one in another We've month without Chris Paul. With the Rockets, the Rockets run out of game. We saw this last year. This is why Spade, they went and you got just Chris told Paul. Me 
you just told me a couple like a couple of shows ago they went 15 and 1 in a month without Chris Paul. You told me basically they don't need Chris Paul. Bro. Now you blaming it on Chris Paul being hurt? Bro, want me to tell you when they went 15 and 1 without Chris Paul? In the first month of the season, everybody's stamina level was on 100. It's the first damn games of the year. Now we like two, three months into the season. Yeah, the fatigue is starting so, to kick in. So now they need Chris Paul they ain't even playing because he need rest. Do they need Chris Paul now? Bro, I don't know. When he came back, he shot three or ten. Shit, I don't know. You the one got him as a top five PG in the league. You tell me. He is. It he don't is. look like it. It don't look like he it. He had one bad game. Prior to that, he was cooking. Yeah, one Prior bad to that, game. He was in a suit. Spade. Prior to that, he was, when he was playing, he was cooking. He was literally they cooking. They lost two games. In his kitchen. With Chris Paul, they had two games. When the rest of the guys with, was out there giving Chris it, they Paul, all. They only lost two he games this season, Spade. Shooting they like, another Cliff they like Paul commercial. They like 15 and 2 with Chris Paul, and they like, they, they like 10 and they like ten and 4 without him or something like that. Bro, what else you got? All I, you got to do is look it up. I this is like factual shit. I don't like how you don't shit. be serious, bro. I don't like how you don't I, be serious. You think I'm not serious. I swear to God on anything I love, I'm dead serious right now. Bro, you just told first, me they went 15 okay and 1 with without Chris first, Paul. And that I said first last show, call on I hard said last right show they that. need Chris Paul. You said no, they don't. Now all of a sudden you blaming this loss on Chris Paul. They going to lose some games without Chris Paul. Yeah, they going to lose some with him. They just did when they came back. Are they a better team with Chris Paul? Yes. But we all know he can't stay healthy. He's showing us that. He's showing us that. So at some point, they're going to have to be able to get it done without him. It's still at that point of the season where if they take a loss here or there, two, three in a row, four, five in a row, it don't matter. It's still like 60 games left. They need to sit him down, let him get healthy so he can come back and help him get into the postseason where he's probably going to get hurt again. LaParis, can you honestly say you okay? Seven seconds on the clock. An offensive foul call on an inbound where the guy is being held. These refs make terrible calls all year, Spade. They've been making terrible calls. The the refs have been terrible all year. All year they've been bad. All right. All year they've been bad, Spade. All All year. The NBA came out and said they they missed the foul. They missed the foul with LeBron. KD, they said KD fouled LeBron three times. Did the ref call it? No. Um, Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, Antetokounmpo, who we're going to talk about in the next segment, stepped out of bounds and hit a game winner. They didn't Bro. call it. You know what you're saying right now? People been racist a long time. So I don't care oh if we tighten up racism on, now. We've been dealing Come with on, racism babe. since you, the 20s. So I, I now change it now. Because you taking it, you taking it wrong a lot don't mean we don't have a right to expect better. Yeah, they make bad calls a lot. Spade. That don't mean we should you be all right with this crap it. That's racism. a bad call. It's, it's sports. It's my sports, point bro. is, My point is, is something wrong. It's one that game. don't mean you just get accustomed to it being wrong. We still got the right to expect them to get better. That was piss poor officiating, and it cost the Rockets a win. Let's move on. Let's do that, because you're just going to troll. I'm dead ass. I'm not even trolling. Uh, speaking of uh, basketball, we just spoke on, I just said, the Greek freak. Speaking he stepped of out of bounds on a game-winning shot. He stepped out of bounds on a game-winning shot versus the Thunder. The Bucks got the win. He blatantly stepped out of bounds. The, the problem is uh, everybody is in an uproar because the refs didn't go to the uh, go to the to the review table to review the last second shot, and uh, it got a, it got a lot of people upset. Spade, I'm, I'm interested to know how you feel about Greek Freak when he stepped out of bounds, hit the game winning shot. Refs didn't even go to the review table to review it. They ain't even send it to Sakakis to review that joint. And the rock the uh, the Bucks was able to get a victory 
over to Oklahoma City Thunder. How do you feel about that? I, I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. I was telling somebody I was talking to Philly, and I told him, I wish our show was big enough that we had someone in charge of, like, being able to archive previous shows and be able to pull certain things. Because we say a lot on this show that I want to refer back to, but I don't remember what episode and I don't remember what segment and what timestamp in the previous shows. I think it was last year. It was a coach in the WNBA that was upset about some, some bad officiating. And she said, you know, I feel like the WNBA game, we don't get the better officials like, you know, the male game does. And I think it cost us. And I jokingly said here on the show, I don't know if she just don't watch the male game, but officiating is pretty piss poor all the way around. This I, Look, the officiating for the NBA this year has really been the sore spot for this. Y'all know, I cape for the NBA. I, I like the you NBA. Do. I like the side stories. I like the entertainment it provides. Even though people says this sport lacks parity, I still love the NBA. The thing this year that's really just, just kind of ruined it for me is the officiating. It has been bad. They talk about, you know, officiating not being consistent. It's been consistently bad this year. And if you got a rule in your book that everybody in the whole damn arena saw a footstep out of bounds, everybody saw it, but you can't change the call because no whistle was blown, so you ain't got the right to override what you know you call wrong, I got a problem with that. And they're going to come back with that bullshit-ass report, that two-minute report, and say, oh, we was wrong. OKC should have won because Giannis stepped out of bounds. I don't know. I don't I don't like the two-minute report. They say it's for transparency to show the world that they right or wrong. And and I, I tried to buy into it. I don't even buy into it because they still lying like they did in the James Harden thing to protect the officials. They're saying that both of those calls were. So, like, if you're going to lie in the two-minute report, it, it really makes no point to bring it up. It's just disappointing, man. Russell Westbrook and the OKC Thunder, they've been struggling all season. And they actually deserve to win this game. Russ looked like Russ of old. Like, he really played big in this game. He destroyed Thumb Maker. He made a huge three down the stretch to put them guys up. And they deserve to be able to celebrate that win. And instead, they're going to get some, some text message to say, oh, our bad. Y'all should have won. It's terrible, dog. It's terrible. They got to tighten it up. The officials got to be held accountable on just terrible calls like that. Now, that I agree with. But you know what? The the officials have been bad in the NBA and NFL all year. They've been, I don't know, it's like a collective bargaining thing going on with the refs. These refs have been trash. Let me tell you what I want. You know, people have a, a, a player play bad. You know what they got to do? They got to go stand at that podium and talk. They need to start interviewing these refs. These refs need to have time with the media. That's what they need to do. So when so when the, when the ref make a bad call or the ref make the wrong call or when they make the right call, they need to have. They should have to go to that podium and they should have to receive some questions from the damn media. Like, hey, what did you see? Because we've seen Greek Freak step out of bounds. So what the hell did you see? And do do you think it was the right call? And do you think it should have been a review? They need they need them reps to go to a podium and take some tough questions. These reps, they make a bad call. What they do, they they go right on to the next city, right to the next game. They be refing five six games a week. These refs need to be getting interviewed by the media as well. Now, I, now I, I don't know. If, I don't know if refs get uh, reprimanded for making bad calls. Maybe I don't know if they get money down from they their do. check. I don't know if they get suspended a game. I don't know what what type of uh, what type of uh, it like what type of 
things the refs get from when they make a mistake. But I mean, that to me, it was blatant. I don't know how you, I don't know what the hell the ref was looking at. The ref was looking at when when Greek Freak was driving. Because clearly his foot is clearly out of bounds, in my opinion. Another thing I want to speak on, I'm, I'm kind of going back to the James Harden thing. James Harden was complaining about it only being two refs. I think if normally it's three refs. I don't mm-hmm. understand how they don't have an alternate ref. And I, maybe this is just the NBA being cheap and being like, you know what? Why? So we want to send an alternate ref to every game just in case a ref get hurt. I guess they figure I'd probably I'd rather go with two refs than have an alternate ref just sitting in the pack getting a check in case a ref get hurt. Because how often do a ref get hurt? But it, I agree with James Harden in that stand. It should never be two damn refs in a... NBA, he said he said a nationally televised game. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if the game was in Phoenix, down there in in the slums of the of the desert. It should still be enough refs for a professional NBA game. They missed this call. It was the wrong call, and I, you know it, it sucks. But these refs has been trash all year. They've been trash all year in both sports. They've been trash in both sports all year. But I still don't know what a damn catch is. I still don't know what the catch is. It's tough. It's Shit tough. Been trash all year. Yeah, man. I, the officials, I know they got a hard job, man. Somebody gonna come they hit do. our comment section of Paris, and they gonna say, "You guys should try being a ref." And to that person, I'm gonna say, I never said their job was easy. That don't mean we don't have the right to, you know, demand them to 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 do it correctly. I say the same thing about it's a bunch of jobs, you know. Uh, Climbing up skyscrapers and cleaning the windows, that's a difficult job. I'm not saying I could do it better than the person who got that job. But if I'm on the 50th floor and the smudge is on the window, I ain't got to be a genius to realize whoever cleaned it did a bad job of it. So, I mean, if you're doing a job and it's a difficult job and it's too difficult for you, get your ass out the way and let somebody else do that job. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you got a tough job, but if you can't do it right, get out the way. It's a bunch of folks out there unemployed. People want jobs. If you can't do yours right, go find one you can do. Because that's a you know people I don't know man that that's terrible to me it's, it's terrible. Spade fired up today y'all. Yeah man I mean that's that's tough because you got you got people man people was tweeting me bro and I know we got to get going. People was tweeting me saying stuff like oh no, James Harden get a lot Talk of favorable about them people. Calls. What people? What people? What people? Boston you don't fans like? mostly. Boston fans. Listen man, somebody tweeted me bro, and I clicked on their name to reply and they bio said something like it said something like Patriots. Celtics and socks, and they had, um, they had clover emojis in a bio, and I replied mm. to the guy and said, "Man, I'm not even gonna debate with you because I know you biased." And he tweeted me back, "Check this, Jim." He said, "Assuming that I'm biased proves just how biased you are." What? What the hell did you just say to me? I blocked. <laughs> I blocked him. He can't ever tweet me again. Anyway, let's go ahead and move forward, folks. Um, Next segment, this one right here is going to be pretty dope, man. I'm going to be in attendance. Not actually in attendance. I almost lied to y'all right there. I'm going to be in my living room in attendance. I hope y'all are too. I'm talking about the college playoff bowl games. These things will take place Monday. So, I mean, if you want to, it's going to be a ton of commercials. If you ain't already checked out the show on Sunday when we upload it, maybe you can watch or listen to the show while you're watching these. The NCAA football playoffs are about to kick off four really good Teams are going to be doing battle. It's another game Monday, but we're really just talking about, you know, the ones we care about. Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. and Oklahoma going to go and do battle against the Bulldogs. And then on the other side of things, you got you got Old Faithful over there. You got Clemson over there, and you got Bama doing work. But Paris, I know you're going to be watching these games. I'm going to be watching these games. You got any predictions or anything we need to look for? 
I'm gonna tell you what I'm hoping for. Uh oh. I, I don't know what's this love affair with Baker Mayfield, Spade. People, I know what it is. They love this guy, bruh. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm rooting for Georgia, man. I want Georgia to beat the brakes off Oklahoma. I do not want Oklahoma to make it to the championship, bruh. Because people love this Baker Mayfield guy. I don't want to say I'm not a fan. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player. But people telling me Baker Mayfield the best quarterback in college. I don't know about all that, man. I don't, I don't know, know about all that. It, they, they love this guy, Baker Mayfield. I'm hoping Georgia show up. Play a good Georgia game. Like, new new coach. They got a new coach. It seemed like everything has been working out. They've been begging. Georgia has been begging for this type of uh, year. Back when they had, oh, boy, that's with the Canes now. And he just couldn't never get over that hump. But now it seems like Georgia got it figured out. They can get over that hump. I want them to beat Oklahoma so bad. So bad. As far as Alabama and Clemson, I'm sorry. I don't think Clemson have enough. I see Alabama going back to the national championship again. Alabama is the only team that's been in every single college playoff since this crap started. And I see Alabama going back to the national championship because I I, I know they've been struggling defensively. I know they've been having some issues defensively. They got a a couple of backers hurt. I don't know if those guys are going to be back for that game. But... I, I, I just don't I don't see and I hope I'm wrong because I I would love for Oklahoma and Bama to go down. I would love for both of them to go down. But I I, I think it's gonna be I, I'm hoping Georgia win, but I, I definitely know Alabama is gonna be gonna be in there. And I, I'm just I'm tired of Bama. I would love for some new blood to get in there like like a Georgia winning it all. I wouldn't have a problem with Georgia winning it all at all. I would yeah. love for it to be some new blood. Bama lost I know last Clemson year. just won it. Right? Say it again. Bama just lost last year. You know that, right? I know, but they was in it. And they was in it. I, I, you know, I don't even want Clemson to win it. And Clemson in the ACC. I would love for somebody new to win it. I, w- I would love for Georgia to win to win uh, the, the uh, championships, babe, the national championship. Go ahead. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I kind of wanted a prediction. Instead, you kind of came through and told me what you hope. So I'm going I'm to switch it up. I'm going to give you... Like it's something to keep an eye on. And you're not going to like this. You ready for this? Go ahead. Hey, man. <laughs> if you know me, I'm team ACC, but I say keep an eye on Bama. If you think Bama okay with the way Clemson did them last year, you got another thing coming, man. If I know Nick Saban, like I know the evil genius Nick Saban, he got them guys getting ready. I agree, Spade. They winning that game. I would <laughs> love for Clemson to win, but they winning that game. Uh, and I I'm going to tell you, man. That game. Yeah, Clemson has kind of looked shaky. I know they, they took care of business against Miami, and that final score looked way worse than that game really looked. Miami had a couple of scoring opportunities early in that game that they didn't mm-hmm. capitalize on, and that changed mm-hmm. the game entirely. You wasn't watching. You was too busy watching y'all. LaParis, you know y'all just had a bowl game. <laughs> Here we go. Here nah, we go. No, nah, I'm saying, y'all did. Y'all won. We won, too. We yeah, won. won. Yeah, I was just making okay. sure you know. It was like the sub-500 bowl, something like that. But y'all won that guy. <laughs> Y'all won. First and of all, first I'm, of all, let me ACC, tell y'all about bro. my boy Spade. My boy Spade called me and said, it was 10.30 in the morning. He said, you know the nose at halftime. It was 10.30 in the morning. He trolling like we played that early in the morning. 10.30 in the morning, he called me like the nose at halftime. Bro, we ain't play that early. We play that like 1 o'clock. My bad, bro. I thought it, I thought it was still on when I called you. But yeah, man, I, I just, I don't know what to what say about, about the, the, the Georgia-Oklahoma game. 
I I don't know because UGA has a really good defense. And I feel like Baker Mayfield been on fire. So if I really think the battle is going to be when Oklahoma has the ball and, and Georgia's defense is out there on the field. That's when I'm really going to be paying close attention to it. I think that's the battle that I want to see. And that one right there is close. It's too close to call for me. I don't really know what's going to happen. But, man, I'm telling you. I hope Georgia win, man. Spade, who you said Baker Mayfield had some words with? Who you was just telling me? I don't know the guy's name, but it was an ESPN. Oh, Mark Slareth. Mark oh, Slareth. Who said that he throws 14 bubble screens a game. <laughs> Which is actually not true. But, uh, yeah, you know, Baker, Baker but, but has what's this love affair with Baker Mayfield, Spade? Huh? What's this love affair with Baker Mayfield? I mean, he the great white hope. You know that? Spade, they saying this guy the best quarterback in the nation. Yeah, but, I mean, every year it's that guy that, that he's got that story you kind of – it's a feel-good story. It, I remember once upon a time it was Tebow. We always Tebow fans. Then, even though he was the bad Not guy. Me, he went to Florida. I'm a Florida State fan. I hated yeah, Tebow. Yeah, but it was something about Tebow we still like, man. Come on, don't act. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Canes fan, but it was something about Tebow that I liked. And then, even though he was a bit of a bad guy, it was something in this Johnny Manziel kid that we liked. I don't know. It's almost like a car wreck. You can't turn away from it. It's bad, but you just you got to see more of it. And, and Baker Mayfield represents that as well. You never know what he's going to do. He might grab his crotch. He might shoot a bird. He might run from the cops. He might get drunk. He might stab <laughs> his flag in the other team's field. Yeah. He, ain't no telling what he's going to do. He's going to probably do something dumb. He's going to apologize for it every week. And we can't turn away from it. <laughs> we can't turn away from it. I like Baker. I'm interested. In, I'm in, you like Baker? I like Baker. I don't think Baker's going to be a great <laughs> NFL quarterback. But at this level, I like Baker. Baker put me in the mind of Johnny Manziel. To me, he's Johnny Manziel 2.0. I'm tired of Baker. Get Baker out of here. And I hope wow, Georgia bro. is That's able me. to do it. Wow. I, and I hope Georgia is able to do it. Can Can Georgia do anything right? They was in the Super Bowl, couldn't get that right. They couldn't get it right with all them years with Mark Georgia Rick. Was Can not they in get the it Super right, Bowl. please? Georgia. Georgia's a college it'd be, thing. It'd be a half an inch of snow. Georgia shut down the whole damn state. Can they get damn something right? right? Listen, the Bulldogs also got the number one recruiting class in the nation. So they reloading. If they don't get it done this year, they say they're going to be back next year stronger than ever. Can Georgia get it right this week? Please, Monday. Georgia, get something right, please. Interesting to know how to, how to support us, Phil. Let, let us know who you have winning these games uh, and why. You know, just don't be like uh, Clemson or Bama. I know it's hella, everybody a Bama fan now, which uh, just drives me crazy because – Everybody be like, oh, I'm a, I've been a Bama fan for a long time. No, you was a Bama fan since Nick Saban got there. Because wasn't nobody thinking about no Bama before Nick Saban got there. Anyway, leave your thoughts in the comment section down below about these uh, college playoff games. Spade, the Canes play too. You ain't talking about the Canes. They got a bowl game. They playing Wisconsin. Y'all going to win y'all bowl game? I mean, I, huh? I mean, I, uh, uh, huh? I hear you. You breaking up. What you say? Bro, y'all going to win y'all bowl game. Y'all play Wisconsin. Kane, Miami Hurricanes. Play the Wisconsin Badges. Oh, y'all gonna win? Play, bro. Florida first State all, won their bowl wait, game. Wait, first of all, don't come for me like I don't know who my team playing. Like they ain't sent me tickets. I might even go. I might be there. Depend. I gotta check my palm pilot. Hey, you busy. are. Are y'all gonna win the game? Man, there's a lot of things in this world that you want to know. You just can't get the answer to everything when you want it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Why yeah. am I here? What is my purpose in life? These are just. You just gotta live your life. And then maybe these questions are answered themselves. What goes up must come down. The man that sleepeth on the floor cannot fall out of bed. What's the next segment? Speaking, speaking of the Miami Hurricanes and the Wisconsin game, that's not the picking game. We got a good picking game for you guys this week. I'm back. I'm back on Spade Hills. Check the tape. 
You're not on my tape. heels, bro. It's still like 11 bro, to 5. It's 10 7. It's 10 7. It's 10 7, you, bro. You, you ain't winning a while, bro. For you and ones for me? Bro, you ain't winning a while, bro. It's like 11 5. Bro, you pick you you pick the uh you pick uh the, the Steelers, I picked the Patriots. Like, I'm telling you, I'm back. You know, I'm back. I got a good one this week too, by the way. You want to go you going to go Cavs Celtics, babe. Cavs versus Celtics. We back to the Celtics. You get to see your favorite player in the league, Marcus Smart again. Talk to your boy. Who do you have and why? Um, Spade, you know the past two weeks, both of my score predictions been pretty bro, damn I accurate. This, damn I don't want to hear about that. This ain't no score prediction. This Spade said they gonna score 123 points. I said nah, they ain't even gonna oh, score over 100. What they I, score? I think might be back. I gonna be back. Huh? Is it gonna be back? Um, he should be back. They 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 saying he should be back Tuesday, but I I think he'll be back. I know he wanted to come back and play against, I think it was Minnesota, and they the shut Kings. him down. No, it was the Kings. Oh, Sacramento. Sacramento. That's right. The team that drafted him. Uh, you know what? Give me the Cavs. I don't care if he play or not. It's crazy because I, I, I'm taking the Cavs. I'm taking the Cavs. And I think IT going to play, and I think he's going to probably try and go Wibs. I think he's going to play, and I think he's going to go Wibs. I got the Cavs, too. It's crazy because we don't never pick the same, and I probably need to go Celtics so I can catch up again. But I'm going to go Cavs. You I shouldn't go I shouldn't go with you because you you've been on a losing streak lately. Check the tape. Losing Check streak. The I tape. lost like two, like two weeks. You lost three in a row. You lost, I lost three in like a row, two. bro, bro. Check the tape, Spade. You lost three in a row. First of all, you don't count that good. I'm Spade. I got it. I got it wrote down right here. Check the tape. You don't write that good either. I don't. Yeah. I got the Cavs as well. Leave leave who you have guys having the picking game. We going Cavs. Celtics on Wednesday, January 3rd. I think Isaiah should be back during this game. This is like the perfect spot, yo. Team that traded and they in Boston, Spade. So, give me the Cavs. I got the Cavs, too. You want to give me a score? Are you done with scores? Oh, this ain't you score just prediction. Been... Stop trying to make new I mean, you've just been so me. off lately. Woo! Man, I, I Woo! got a score for you. Cavs win. Let's go ahead oh, to the okay. last segment. Of the show today, people hit me up on Twitter, bro, and said that the idea about us tagging the uh, athletes in the Strong Arm Performer of the Week tweets was a good idea. So I think we need to start doing that. But this is the last segment of the show today. We call this segment the Strong Arm Performer of the Week. It's like the Heisman of Podcast. We give this award out weekly to a male or female athlete who raised his or her level of play to ensure that their team got the victory. LaParis, you on the hot seat. Who is your Strong Arm Performer of the Week and why? I got to give it to my guy who's been playing. I mean, he's kind of been struggling as of late. He started off, everybody was calling him, you know, an amazing rookie. They was calling him a, a sleeper. Because when we drafted him, I was like, ah. You know what? This guy seems like he's a player. And I'm talking about none other than Porzingis 2.0. Porzingis 2.0. I'm talking about Laurie marketing marketing marketing. He shot 11 of 17 from the field, 5 of 9 from 3. He had 32 points, 7 rebounds, and a 119-107 win over the Indiana Pacers. Glory Marketing, you are my strong arm performer of the week. Wow. Porzingis 2.0. Did he get punched in his face? Huh? I mean, because the Bulls, somebody told me the Bulls play better after they get punched in the face. Wow, Spade, really? I swear, wow. that's what somebody told me. Hey, man. Wow. I, 
I just asked if I was out of bounds with that question. I apologize. Somebody told me the Dolphins O line block better when the Dolphins coach sniffs coke. Wow. <laughs> First of all, I told you that was aspirin. That coach had got a problem swallowing pills, so he crumbled <laughs> the pills up and snorted them. Pain relief. Dolphins anyway, O line. They got a jay out of there. Dolphins O line coach sniffs some coke. Drake looked like a newbie. Drake been looking like that, man. We don't want no Jay Jay around here. Get him out of here. My strong on performer of the week goes to an NBA rookie. So, obviously, it's his first time winning this award. This guy right here, man. Got a chance to meet this guy. Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, shameless plug. Cool dude, man. The dude got bunnies. His game kind of remind me a little bit of Stevie Franchise a little bit. Man, I'm talking about none other than Dennis Smith Jr. Not only was he able to overcome 65 points from the Twin Towers, it's Dallas Mavericks. Stop the win streak. I do believe the Pelicans was on the win streak. I might be wrong on that. But stop the win streak of the Pelicans, even though Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins combined for 65 points. Dennis Smith Jr. got his first ever triple-double. 21 points, 10 boards, 10 dimes. He said he almost had a quad dub. He had seven turnovers. But I understand it, young fella. You're going to figure it out. He was pretty efficient with the Rock 2 shot. 8 of 12 from the field, 5 of 7 from beyond the arc. For that performance, Dennis Smith Jr., you are my strong arm performer of the week. You hear that, right, Rat? You hear that, right? You hear that, right, Rat? Rap ain't supporting our show. (laughs) Damn, Raptor fans, Toronto. Anyway, Spade, before I close the show, you got anything else to add? Nah, fam, nah. I want to say shout out to Marcus Smart for making me catch up in the picking game. Shout out to Smart. If anything, Marcus Smart learned from the number one flop in the league, and that's none other than James Harden, the number one flop in the league. So I want to thank Marcus Smart for getting me that dub. Also, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Strong Arm Sports, the Villa Sport Podcast in all the land. As usual, if you new here, hit the subscribe button and take two seconds. If you're a regular, hit the like button. We also got a, it's a little bell up there, somewhere up there. You can click that bell. You get a you get a notification sent right to your mobile device when a new episode is uploaded to YouTube. If you don't want to see two dudes arguing in a box and boxes on YouTube, we got audio podcasts everywhere. SoundCloud, Podomatic, iTunes. We everywhere. We everywhere. We want to thank you guys for your continued support. We'll see you guys next episode. We out. Go Bulls. Look at my nose. My nose got a dub too, by the way. Ooh.